Yay. Yay, Dime Store Siri. I was going to say, you got to say Dime Store Siri again, because that needs to be recorded for posterity. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Dime Store, what an antiquated concept. Right. (laughs) Even the dollar store is pretty antiquated. Dollar twenty-five in Canada because of the exchange rate. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't exactly trip off the tongue, does it? Well, they call it the Buck Twenty-Five Store, <laughs> and I'm sad that that has been recorded for posterity. All right, um, <clears throat> the crew of the Dragon's Fury made their way to the port city of Redora and prepared to make their way upriver to the city of Zedora, a small hilly city of small red clay buildings punctuated by tall minarets. There, they disembarked on the solid land. The crew was able to sell their wares and made a tidy profit in the process. They gave the crew a week to enjoy the city while they explored it themselves. They found the air to be dry and hot, whether that none of them were accustomed to encountering, so they made their way into the local market to purchase some local clothing and check out the local bounty board. There, they heard about the bandit Valorian and the thousand gold piece bounty on his head. Figuring it'd be easy work, they decided to deal with the problem that very evening. However, first... They needed to check into the reason they came to the Zor- Zadora in the first place, the gate that Amani had heard about. They ventured deep beneath the austere ossuary, a large temple de- decorated with the bones of the dead, and made their way before another gate. Uh, there, Sahar, the guardian of the gate, uh, greeted them, though they knew the, uh, she knew the gate as a relic of her god Almont. Her explanation for what lay beyond the gate was tied to Almont, all of which was perplexing to Amani, to say the least. Having met Sahar, the group took their leave and headed to the hills to track down Valorian, the master assassin. The gods must have been smiling on them that day because they found Valorian and his band of brigands drunk in their camp. (laughs) They easily were able to dispatch the majority of the brigands, each one briefly taking on the mantle of Valorian before falling in combat. The group was able to loot the camp and return to town to collect their ample reward. However, soon after, they were approached by a member of the Silent One who carried a message from Lahaz the Enigmatic. Lahaz had noticed their arrival and wanted to meet them that evening. All right. It is the 75th day of the year 700. Uh, You guys are sitting in the... uh, standing on the street outside the constabulary where... um, the body of Valorian Prime has been loaded onto a cart and carted off. Uh, you've received this letter from Lahaz for um, uh, for a meeting that evening at 5 p.m. at the Minaret of Mystery. Um, uh, what 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 do you do? Does it say anything about like dress code? Yeah. Oh, dress code. No directions to the Minaret of Mystery. It does give you. So. How far is it, and how much time do I have to get there? Uh, I put it on the map. You have nine hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, hopefully not too far, guys. <laughs> Where are we now on the map? Oh, here. Let me put the uh, let me put the constabulary on there. Uh, that's right. I don't know, guys. It's a pretty, pretty big, pretty big journey. I don't know if you'll be able to make it. <clears throat> well, I suppose we could see about a missing cat, or we could do some 
errands in the meantime. I have a few things I'd Were like. we supposed to spend the night on our boat to protect it? No. Tip was there. Yin was going to. Well, we weren't there last night. Yeah, Tiff is there, though. Remember, you oh, left Tiff. Okay. Right, Tiff is going to set the alarm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apologies. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, uh, what do you all do? I think we should... Um, let's, let's go look for that lost cat and make a little quick stop at the market on the way there. Okay. Sounds good. All right. At least it's only one cat. (laughs) We could pick you up another dozen if you'd like. Nah. All right. So you guys uh, head through the market. Uh, I'm going to be looking for an artificer's shop or someone who might deal in magical items. While Shivani's looking for that, I kind of want to get a sense of what the uh, guard slash soldier detail is like in the city. Like you want to size them up for? This one, I don't like size them up. It's casual observation of like how how many people are armed in here, and like it's just like it doesn't seem like I'm trying to want to get the culture of it. And the only way Una really knows how to get the culture of anything. all right uh roll me oh let's call it a insight check una all right let's use the big old ass all right uh shivani right on the uh right on the river uh you find a uh a large shop called marin's magical goods oh wonderful 17 Um, it looks like they, uh, uh, it looks like, I mean, there's a, there's a good guard presence. Like there's, you know, patrols of like two or three that kind of mill about. Um, but it doesn't, they don't, uh, you know, I mean, they're not like busy, like nobody seems afraid of them. They're not busy, like putting their boots on people or anything like that. I proceed into the store. All right, you head into the store, uh, and uh, I saw those little fists of glee, Sean. Uh, oh, use the bell. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you uh, you come into this very like neatly arranged shop, <clears throat> various wondrous items on shelves on the wall, uh, a couple uh, like a kind of a rack of scrolls on one side, Ooh. Uh, and. Uh, just a kind of uh, bored-looking uh, human woman uh, with uh, long black hair, just kind of polishing a cabinet. She looks up. She says, "Oh, hello! First customers of the day. Good morning." Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um. So uh, we are new to town and wanted to pop in and see what you might have on offer. Interesting arcane items. I also have in my possession a couple items that I might be interested in selling if you were purchasing. Oh, she says always purchasing. Uh, she says, um, what sort of items are you interested in? Well, I 
think we're fine for armaments at the moment, unless any of you are looking for something in that regard. So uh, I mean, I'm always looking. Perhaps more unique, sort of esoteric type magical items. Curiosities. Wondrous. She says, what sort of price range are you looking in? Oh, I'd say up to 2,000 gold. Uh, she nods her head. She says, I might have a few interesting things uh, uh, for you in that price range. Marvelous. She says, um, and the rest of you, are you just browsing or... Just having a good look around. Yeah, see what you. I'm. I'm interested in seeing what you pull up at the moment. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I actually thought that was somebody saying beep beep. Oh, there's a carriage backing up outside. Um, Chris, just to clarify, because I completely forgot, because it's been a year since we played. Um. How much is it? Ten thousand gold for that teleportation stone? Yes. Okay. I, I believe so. Um, she says, uh, "Let's see. What is the most interesting item we have here?" Um, ooh, she says this just came in uh, the other day. Um. She pulls up a uh, kind of a, it's this sort of uh, circular looking stone, like smooth and polished black obsidian. Um, and it has uh, like these ruby red crystals sticking out of it uh, near the top. Uh, and she uh, hands it to you and it's kind of hefty. It's got like, like five pounds. Um, and she says, this stone, she says, if you're touching the bare ground, she says, all you must do is speak its command word and you can conjure an elemental made of earth itself. Hmm. My, that is powerful. How many times can it be used? Oh, just once per day. <laughs> it, takes, it, takes the, uh, it, takes, it takes a little time for the stone to regain its energy from the earth. Hmm. And does it require uh, a magical attunement? Uh, surprisingly, it does not. Mm. Mm. This is quite an interesting item. How much would you would you be wanting for it? Uh, she says this would be this would be at the high end of your range, two thousand gold pieces. Must <clears throat> say, very interesting. Do you have anything for like communicating over long distances? She says, um, like a speaking stone. Like a stone of far speech? Uh, maybe? I have a stone, like a stone of far speech? Giovanni? Are you, are you thinking about getting a set and having somebody teleport to your family? No, but that's a great idea, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. I have a sending stone in my inventory, and I don't remember where I got it. You got it from the council. Council. It's a, it's, a, it's a new oh. sending stone that they gave you. Sending stone. That's right. But I thought, didn't the Empress take that? We got a second one when they came to Farmall. Yeah. I was confused. Okay. 
Um, she says, uh, she says, uh, Sending Stone is probably, I mean, she says, we, we've, they're very common artifact, she says. Uh, um, she says, but as far as, uh, as far as, as, as far distances, she says, you ought to be a little more specific, darling. So, like, I'm here. And I want to talk to people in Sturgeris. And they don't have a paired sending stone? No. <clears throat> she says, I could maybe sell you something that would teleport you to Sturgeris. There you could deliver a stone. How much is that? Uh, she says, it depends. Um, what, uh... Uh, are we talking about a one-time use item? I think I wouldn't be able to use it, so I'm thinking something I have to go there and come back, maybe some, like, yen or something. She says, well, I do have this helm. Unfortunately, it hasn't been outside of your price range. It is it is 4,000 gold, gold pieces. 4,000 gold pieces? She says yes, and she shows you this. Uh, she goes over to a shelf where there's, like, a mannequin head. Uh, that's wearing this uh, kind of uh, uh, ornate helmet with like an upside down A on the front of it. Um, and uh, she says, this is a helm of teleportation. Uh, she says, um, up to three times per day, you can use it to teleport. You can teleport anywhere? Anywhere you can imagine. Of course, there is always the risk of um, <clears throat> accidents. So, <laughs> She hey. says, but she says, but hey, that is how I acquired this helm in the first place. So, <laughs> hey, Imani, would you want to go have these on this with me? It'll take you anywhere you want to go. Yes, it's well, like you're casting. It's, it's as if you're casting the spell teleport. Can it only take the person who's wearing it? To eight, right? Uh, no, she says it can take up to eight willing creatures. Hmm. And how long does it last? How long does it last? Uh, she says you um, arrive at your destination. You use it three times a day. You arrive in your destination. You stay there forever until you teleport somewhere else or walk away. You say you can use it three times a day? Mm-hmm. Okay. How she many says, does well, it gain? It regains, um, out of game, it, it regains 1d3 charges per day, so... It's a lot cheaper than that rock you wanted. Yeah, man. Four thousand. Four thousand. Yeah, but it's less powerful than the rock. So. Mm -hmm. Well, the rock will just take you two places, right? Yeah. Mhm. Mm but it's a guaranteed. Yes, the rock no. with the rock. There is no chance of mishap and spell being off target. This one you roll. But on if we're using the gate spell to get everyone through. Once we do that, all you'll need it to do is go home, which you know very well, so you'd be able to get there in order to check on your, uh, your portal. Mm. <clears throat> it's always the chance, though. <laughs> yeah, I think I, because I've got to think about, like, my little sisters and stuff. So I, I, I need to get the one that's the most stable. Mm. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, you don't want them to have a teleportation accident like they had the beginning of Star Trek, the motion picture. Besides, <laughs> I only have 600 gold, so I didn't have hardly any money at all. How'd you only have 600 gold? I bought a lot of stuff, I guess. I don't know. You gave a lot of your money to your plan. Well, I did it first, but then I had money left, and I, I must have sent, spent it on something. She says, oh, here's another fun one. She, she looks at, like, this briefcase-sized item. She says, this unfolds into a boat, and then unfolds from that into a bigger boat. We already got a boat. Didn't we have one of those? <laughs> no, we wanted one. <laughs> Way back when. <laughs> but the other nation did not have a... <laughs> did not have a folding boat. Yep. <laughs> um, she says, um, anything else specifically I can help you find? Scroll, potion? Una, how much is it you're needing for the for your helm? Well, it's 4000 for the helm, plus I need to buy the sending stones, too. And I only have, like, 5000 gold. Yes, how much would you charge for paired sending stones? Well, let's take a look here at my price list. Um, uh, not a lot, actually. Pretty reasonable as far as magic items go. Um... It would be 500 for the pair. <clears throat> Uno, you'll only need an extra 2,000 to get the helm and the, and the stones. So, well, I mean, I could pay for it all. I just wouldn't have money to put for book fund. Well, why don't I go ahead and I'll, I'll pitch in 2,000. Well, well just, just a moment. Okay. We do have some items for trade. And so Una is wanting 4,500 gold worth of items. Is that correct? Yes. Cheap man knows. Okay. It's 2,000 for the earth elemental stone. Um, yen, Amani, nothing taking your fancy, nothing that you're interested in purchasing today? Mm-mm. Nothing I can think of. Very well. Uh, well, we do have a, a couple of items, uh, and she will, uh, Shivani will first pull out the enchanted armor that they took off the winged kobold. Mm. Mm. She says, this is, she says, this is fascinating. She says, is this Carminovan? It is, in fact, yes. And it was, uh, let's see, leather armor plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, uh, uh, she says, well, normally for, for leather armor of, uh, of a one level on the Altair, Altair scale, I don't know why I can't have a hard time saying that word, the Altair scale, she said, I would give you a thousand gold pieces. She says, but this is a bit of a, this is a bit of an oddity and a curiosity. So 2000, I'll give you for that. Hmm. And I think that's quite reasonable. And then Shivani will pull out the uh, vicious scimitar. Present that. Ooh, she says, um, I'd normally purchase this for a thousand gold pieces. Uh, she says, but I'll throw in an extra 500 for the fine, for the, uh, fine artistry in the make of the uh, pommel. Does, does Providence mean anything to, to your wares? Does what? 
provenance that that was owned by a local bandit right that that's the same scimitar right yes but who's provenance provenance what are you valorian Valorian. no provenance is the the story behind the item what like when you're selling an antique oh oh Provenance. I've never watched antique Tell shows. So. We're all from the Midwest. <laughs> Provenance. No, it's Provenance. Yeah. I can't Providence. even say it right now. I can't even say it hickey now. Providence. <laughs> uh, Not a city in Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, roll me a persuasion check, Ian. See if you, you can impart some of the provenance of this, <laughs> of this scimitar to get it raised the price higher than 1500 uh, 24. Hmm. She says, Scimitar owned by Valorian. She says some of the locals will certainly find that to be uh, desirable. She says, so yes. Uh, 2,000 for the Scimitar as well. So 4,000 gold pieces for these two items, she says, which really you're raking me over the coals today. But. <laughs> So I believe that lowers our total for the elemental stone, the teleportation helm, and the two stones of fast speech to a total of 2,500 gold. Janan, she says, yes, it does. Uh, Una, if you would would like to split that, it would be 1,250 for you and then 1,250 for me. Oh, and I nearly forgot. Uh, do you sell spell components here? Yeah, she says I have all manner of spell components. Might I be able... Uh, where's... Sorry, I have a shopping list here. Uh, might I also be able to purchase 400 gold worth of gold dust? Uh, she nods, and she goes over uh, to a... A very, uh, behind the counter, opens up a safe, um, pulls out a uh, a jar, casts. A, she kind of whispers a password to it, opens the lid, and scoops out uh, some gold uh, gold dust onto a scale in a package, and says, "There you go, four hundred gold pieces of gold dust." All right. So I will. Pay her the the sixteen fifty for my portion. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then do you pay the twelve fifty for your portion, Una? Yeah. Sorry, I took it off. I just didn't tell you I did it. <laughs> okay. I uh, start cleaning out very slowly, ten by ten, because. <laughs> That's what I'm comfortable with. <laughs> and then Chris, uh, sorry. I was going to say, just the uh, the shopkeeper seems happy to wait for her money. <clears throat> what is the elemental stone called? Um, it is called <coughs> a thing. Um, a stone of controlling earth elementals. <laughs> is it really? Yep. Okay. Hey, hey, Chris, I did find something. This is a bag of bounty. It says if you have the mark of hospitality. What is the mark of hospitality? 
it's a thing from the Eberron, uh, Eberron book. Okay. Basically, in Eberron, certain races have dragon marks that give them special abilities. Oh, okay. I was browsing. <laughs> I, if you want to, if you, it's something you're interested in, I would say that I was going to buy it from the church. I mean, it's yeah. If you want to, you want to drop. Uh, 250 gold pieces on that? Sure. Alright. I'll buy it and give it to my cook when I get back. Three meals a day, so. Yeah. Oh, it's a feast. Okay, well, that's cool. Um... See, well, oh yeah. So, um, it uh, yeah, it's forty-five. You create forty-five pounds of food, so you'd make uh, one hundred and thirty-five pounds of food with it a day. So, John just learned how to run his soup kitchen without spending any money. Well, we're spending two hundred fifty gold, and that's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only enough for. It'd be like for 45 people per feeding. Oh, also, y'all don't forget your new inspiration rules. Yes. All right. All right so, uh, satisfied with her morning transactions, uh, Marin thanks all of you for the. Probably pay. more. Probably more money than she makes a day. <laughs> <laughs> this has definitely been a good morning for her. She's got. <laughs> a whistle on her lips and a spring in her step. Magic stores, not high volume, but high prices. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what next? Um, Una is trying to watch out of the store, just kind of delicately holding the teleportation helm in her hands. Would you like to send somebody back to Sujuru's, Una? Yeah, but I don't really know how it works. How does it work? Well, I think one of us would have to attune to it and then we'd be able to teleport. I for my I myself am full on on item attunements at the moment. I don't know if either of you uh have an open space. Yen, do you have an open space? Well I don't, but I'm happy to swap something out. I think we're just hanging out here for the day. Before we go crazy on this, what? sending one person randomly to Sudrus is a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> Somebody's gonna die. Uh, uh, I don't know. They could probably get back. <laughs> uh, Jesus, what is that? That was mine. That was a car. Oh. <clears throat> send two people. Or even three, we just can't send four. Well, we could send everybody but Una. But you, yeah. We could try yeah. to send all of us and see if it works, but I don't think it will. Um, what, I, what would help it to work better? 
What? Would anything help it to work better? No, I'm I'm not so much worried about the stone working. I'm I'm worried about isn't your family nomadic? No. Okay. I, I for some reason I thought they were nomadic and we were just gonna drop somebody over in Sudros and hope they could find them. No, they're not nomadic. <laughs> I misunderstood. That's my bad. They're mercenaries. They have to be able to be found to be hired. All right, cool. <laughs> that was my concern. I retract my objections. <clears throat> That said, teleporting is still risky. <laughs> oh, it is. It is still, in fact, risky. <laughs> I mean, we have, like, eight hours to kill. Well, we could also wait until, wait until tomorrow after the meeting. And then we'd have four days to kill. And Una immediately becomes just, like, that visibly antsy. <laughs> <laughs> or we could try it now. <laughs> okay, and she hands the helm over to uh, to Yen. Uh, perhaps we should. Um, where are the docks where our, our ship is docked from? Here, oh. nearby. Yeah, yeah, right, right near the trading hall. Okay. Uh, how about we return to the ship and? Do whatever attunements need to be done, and do it from home base. Mm. Okay. All right. Back to the ship. All right. So you guys head back to the ship. Uh, there in the ship, uh, you see uh, on the top deck, laying in like a. Uh, kind of like a reclining chair, like, um, uh, and wearing essentially like nothing but a bikini. Uh, you see Tiff catching some rays, uh, reading a book. Hmm. Uh, and as you, uh, like walk, start walking up the gangplank to the ship, you just hear ding, 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 ding. And she pops up and she's like, Oh, it's you guys. Hey. Oh, Tiff. She's like, uh, how about this weather? This is quite warm. Mm-hmm. Caitlin would love it. Ooh. She says, now that I actually work outside, it's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> she says, cool. Well, um, if you need me for anything, let me know. And she goes back to her book. Mm. Does remind me, I need to stop at a bookstore before we leave. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, well, um, Yin, I suppose you have some attuning to do. Uh, Una, you'll need to describe to him in as good detail as you can the place he's going to. It's very important for the spell. Uh, to describe it? Yes, so he can picture it clearly in his mind and know where he's going. Okay, well, it's kind of in a valley. Oh, no. What? And there's a, there's a few, like, really big... Um, like lawn houses, and then some smaller wooden tents, like platform tents around the edges. And it's usually pretty cold. It's always a little bit of snow on the ground. Uh, lots of people around. 
some of them look like me, some of them don't. Um, they got the big old statue of the goddess right in the middle of town, golden. Uh, I don't know, I think that's the best I can do. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> if, you, if, if you get there, and out of my bag, I pull uh, the bracelets, the bracelet with the black and the uh, blonde hairs braided together, and I'm like, you can give them that so they know I sent you. Oh, does having something of someone who lives there, does that improve chances at all? No? Okay. Uh, having something from the it's place. It's been more than six months. Oh, right, right. Okay. Uh, though, on the bright side, Yen will at least be able to take something from the ship to get back to the ship. Yeah. <coughs> um, oh, jeez. Part of my problem is I, that's, like, that's the extent of what Amanda had. <laughs> well, and I mean, instead of like forcing you to Play it out. Like, how long do you want to spend telling him about it? I'll just give, oh. give a good, like, five minutes of just narration about it. Okay. No, Amanda, you must actually go five minutes narrating it. Oh. <laughs> no one wants that, Chris. <laughs> I know. All right, yeah, and you got this image in your, your face of, in your place of what this place could look like. Do you do it? Do you pull the trigger? There's going to be a woman who looks a lot like me, but like a lot more of a bitch. <laughs> Shorter or tall? Shorter. Younger or older? Older. And my mom. Okay. <laughs> and is she, is she out of shape or is she stringy? Oh, no. She's a badass. <laughs> you okay, Matt? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> There's a little bit of pantomime theater distracting me. <laughs> um, all right. Do I have to focus on a place or can I try to focus on a person? Has to be a place. That's the place. Okay. Okay. No, you take one of the sending stones with you, otherwise this is a waste of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get a little sending stone. <clears throat> all right. Uh, all right, so I will try to focus on the where she described with the statue. Do you, do you have a um, or does the does the statue look like your holy symbol? No, it's like a person with a bird. What kind of bird? Um, a falcon. A oh. carrier. I'll ask a bunch of probing questions about the statue. Try to... He's about one and a half times my height. Um, it like grows out of the rock. Okay. And the square is surrounded by buildings? Well, we got the sparring pits around the statue. And then salon buildings where all the kids live, and then the adult housing on the outside. What, what would happen if I show up in the middle of one of the sparring pits? <laughs> Hopefully nobody's there. 
<laughs> All right, enough talk. We doing this? Yes. Nothing good. Amani and Shivani, would you like to come try to come with, or am I going alone? Oh, I'm good watching. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can go with you. Just remember the helm has three charges, so if you pants it the first time, you can try again and then use the third one to come back. Yes, and would give him something from the boat. Give something from the boat, yeah. <laughs> I know we talked about doing it, I just wanted to make sure that we did it. <laughs> I'll grab a little bit of rope. Tiff has put down her book and is watching this with keen interest. <laughs> Cross your fingers, Tiff. <laughs> Your captain speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try coming to Sudoros first? There's definitely a very slim chance this will work. Uh, she says, uh, fuck no. She says, I have studied teleportation, and I'm pretty sure that what's going to come back will vaguely resemble you. Rude. <laughs> she says, rude but fair. <laughs> Pointing that out there. <laughs> we will remember this around performance evaluation time. <laughs> so. All right, so you you do it. We do it. And you, we can't um, inspiration percentile dice, right? <laughs> no, nope, and I roll them. So yeah. <clears throat> Isn't there only like a twenty five percent chance we don't get splinched? Oh no, it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, you have a forty-three percent chance of bad things happening. All right, so let's see. Uh, What'd you say, Amanda? I said I think it's much lower. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me pull my table of terrible BME shit. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible consequences. Oh boy, let's do some math. Oh boy. Oh, he's doing math. We're going to be splinched for the fuck you number of dice. You end up in the mayor's house in New Haven. (laughs) (laughs) You see a short halfling. (laughs) <laughs> Raven Forest the fifth <laughs> with, with kind mean, of sad eyes and <laughs> two yes, are we at like the 25th not if he's super old the halfling okay or if we travel through time too <laughs> thankfully <laughs> I don't think that's one of the consequences yeah. <laughs> also Chris has already done that campaign yeah. Oh my god, I just got an idea. I got an even better idea on how to use this thing. The world uh, melts away. Uh, and you come to uh, in a frozen tundra. Uh, the wind whipping around you uh, as as uh, so you, as you look around and see snow as far as the eye can see, and ice. Bloody fuck, it's cold. Oh, you're still in your uh, high outfits. Your, your light linen's doing nothing to protect <laughs> you from the wind. 
luckily now you're a polar bear, so you're absorbing a little bit of the sunlight. <laughs> uh, is there a township around us anywhere? Uh, roll me a perception check. Nice. Okay. Any one of them. It'd be nice if I could have my luck that I had last night today. Oof. Oh, actually, I might. I got a 14, so not much. Perception? Dang it. Uh, skills. A fuck lot. 24? 17 plus 7? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amani, off to the north, maybe two and a half to three miles away, like at the edge of your limit of your vision, you realize that uh, there's like a frozen body of water. And you see what must be this giant, you know, 20 to 30 foot in diameter worm come out of the ice and like these mini mod teeth like grab a, what appears to be like a large bird and then pulls it back under the water. Nope, nope, get up, nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking this might not be the face. No. Uh, what are we standing? Just snow? Do what? Um, you kind of, yeah, you kind of shuffle your foot around and it's just like a hard packed tundra. Oh. Are there any, um, Distinguishable features, rock outcroppings, anything nearby? Besides the giant murderous worm? There's like there's like some frozen like rocks. You know, like but maybe like thirty or forty feet high sticking out of the ground to the north. But not much. How far away are the rocks? Mile or two. Did Una describe any sort of rocks? This is very much not what Una described, by the way. <laughs> okay. I think we should try again and then give up for the day. While they're gone, uh, Una is trying, because she knows Shivani does sketches, is trying to like lay out something for them to try again another day if they are not completely turned off against it. <laughs> ah. Oh, also, you have sending stones, so you can check in with them to see where they're at. Oh, yeah. Are you guys dead? <laughs> I mean, this is all going well, isn't it? <laughs> well, we're not dead, but I don't think a giant frozen wasteland with a giant worm that jumps out of frozen water and snaps a giant bird out of the sky is really what you're looking for. Una, roll me a nature check. That's a high roll for no reason. Oh, 16. I have minus one nature. <laughs> oh, no. You said 16? Yeah. Um, the description of the worm kind of triggers a bell for you. Uh, you get the idea that they're, um, uh, that they're likely uh, far to the north of Sujerus, like on the coast uh, near the uh, frozen waters of the ocean. I think I think you went too far north. I think you were thinking too snowy. Think a little less snowy. But um, yeah, you're a couple. They're they're easily a few hundred miles off course. Yeah, you're you're pretty far out of the way. Okay, thanks. We're 
we're going to try again, and then we'll come home if we if we fuck it up again. All and right. I'll, Good luck. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to face south. <laughs> hey, Amani, which what direction south? I assume I can find which way is south. Oh yeah, easily. So I kind of shuffle around and turn in that direction. Well, let's just put it this way: if you're outside and it's daytime, you don't even have to roll, Amani. You know, you know where north is. That's what I figured. But uh-huh. not from outside. So, ready to go again? As ready as I'm ever actually going to be. All right. I will concentrate very hard on slightly warmer <laughs> and a statue. Um, reality melts, uh, and you feel the fabric of reality pulling you apart. Uh, you take 16 points of force damage. Whoops. There it is. That's what I was expecting. Uh, Oh. <laughs> we about to pass out, motherfuckers. Uh, 20 points. Jeez. Oh, which of us is going to die first? Maybe you'll end up there still, though. You never know. It's not what happened last time. No, remember you guys got really fucked up and you ended up outside of Tolias's place, though. You've been there. Yeah. We don't die first. We were much higher level. Yeah. Last time we fucked with teleport. Another fifteen points. Mm. That's um, bad news bears. I'm at twenty-one hit points. I'm at nineteen. Oh no! <laughs> what happens if we die in a teleportation accident? I think Chris will let. What is the How many? Ten. Eleven. Dead. I'm unconscious. Uh, and you come to. Let's see how far away. City girl. All right. Uh, roll me a death save, both of you. Is that a con or is it just straight straight die? Neither of you auto stabilize, do you? Thanks. Where would that be? That would be under feature and traits, right? You'd have to have like a magic item or something for it. Yeah. Yeah, Narasana had one, but I don't. Fifteen. That's one success. Seventeen. One success. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Another one. Oh no! Oh no! Don't forget your inspiration. Okay, yeah. good. Fourteen. Because that wasn't that one. Two successes, Sean. Oh my god! What? I'm giving you my inspiration. Use another fucking dice. I rolled two ones in a row. Ooh, fate has decreed it. Can I take Amanda's inspiration? Oh, no, you have to wait, because you can only roll twice on one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I take both of those, right? Yen, roll me another one. So I have two failures, right, with a nat one? 
I got a 19. Not 20. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Amani, you wake up. The D&D gods are good. You wake up. What the fuck happened? With one hit point. Uh, Yen, you are laying in a forest. Uh, forest, as far as the eye can see, very, like, warm, tropical environment. Uh, you what? are... Oh bleeding out of your nose and your ears and your mouth and your sweat glands. Uh, Like you're just like, just like you look over and Yin is looking also just as bad. Wait, who are you talking to? You're awake, Amani. Oh, I thought you were just talking to Yin. He woke up. Yin stabilized. You woke up because you woke woke up until 20. Okay. Um, So I'm going to guzzle a healing potion. You said we're in a tropical area? Mm-hmm. It's like a jungle. Well, we fucked that up real hard. It's warmer. There's nothing okay about this, Sean. <laughs> All right. Equipment. I have... Oh, fantastic. I bought plenty of healing potions. So I'll take a greater healing potion, and I'll give Yen one. So it's 44 mm. plus four. I can't believe you dropped that 20. Oh, no. So fucking lucky. Yeah. So fucking lucky. I was about to have to roll a goddamn new character. I know. Oh, my God. I am sweating so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need just not just kill my friend's characters. I'm like, and Amanda, I am a merciful DM, but also, like, you guys did something, like, and I love it, but you did something really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> really fucking stupid. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean... There is a 25% chance you would have gone exactly where you wanted, but... 25%? That's what I thought! Yeah, but there's a 45, 43% chance that, like, bad stuff happens, and so... Yeah, I, that's what I thought! I just kept rolling in the low, you know... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you come too. Oh, wow. I rolled four fours for my potion. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I do. Um... Yeah, yeah, and you uh, you feel your life slipping away from you, then you feel this warmth inside of you that you assume is your goddess. And then you open your eyes and you see Amani with like an empty potion bottle. like <laughs> Not just Amani with an empty potion bottle, but covered in blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you look down and you're just like bleeding everywhere. Ugh. And you just got your fur dyed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will um, struggle <laughs> to a seated position, and I will cast Channel Divinity to preserve life, mm-hmm. and we each get 16 points. Cool. Uh, I think we should go back now. This is obviously not where we're meant to be. <laughs> it's been a while since they said anything. Do you want to check in with Amuna? Hello? Can you hear me? That was a fantastically stupid idea. Don't even answer her. Let's go. I'm done. <laughs> now we're in a goddamn jungle. This sucks. They're alive, but they're not happy. And we're... <laughs> 
and we're bleeding from every hole he's got. He you see my mom. Spell. I want to go home. Right. Amani's yelling at me. I got to go. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Right. We're coming back to the boat. And I uh, concentrate on the little piece of rope that's <laughs> and that started this whole nonsense. And, um, and a move that can only be described as a jump scare. Uh, Shivani and Una, there are suddenly two very bloody looking people standing where your compatriots were just a few moments ago. After a moment, you realize that it is, in fact, them. Shit. And I run over to him and I look over my shoulder and I'm like, is this what teleportation does? Tiff's like, oh, fuck, see, this is why I didn't go. Uh, and she she goes over and starts, like, prestidigitating, like, your clothing and, like, the blood off of you guys. Una, we're getting you fixed, and then you're going to lead this little expedition. Okay, and I take... And then I give you the sending stone back. <laughs> I take them, and I stand there just trying to look in a little... Unless you can find somebody that... Unless you can find somebody that has been to Sujuru's, then we can try it with them. Oh, it was worth a shot. Yeah. That's not at all true. Monty gets up. He trudges to the edge of the boat and just <laughs> into the ocean. Or the river. <laughs> Whatever. There's just a red cloud of blood that comes off of her as she goes under. Monty? And river sharks. <laughs> that will not be. Well, I don't have water walk, so I can't pop her to the ocean to the top like a cork again. Uh, I'm assuming she surfaces very shortly thereafter. Yeah, I'm, I'm covered in blood. Uh, Even with the press to digitate, I'm still covered in blood. All right, you uh, come back to the surface, and you know, despite all the bleeding, you don't have like any scabs or wounds or anything. To your, much to your surprise. That sucked so much. <laughs> Sorry. It was still, it was still worth a shot. Okay. If we can get you back with your family, it's worth trying. But we're never trying again. Uh, we won't, we won't try so foolhardy. Okay. The only way we're going and using that stone again is if you're the one using it. Helmet, not stone. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Helmet. Helmet. It's a helmet of teleportation. Oh, it's a helmet. I'll take it and put well, the stone and the helmet <clears throat> in my bag, and then I go, uh, can I get the bracelet back? Yes. And I take it and I kind of hold on to it for a second before I put it in my bag, too. Chris, can you remind me what the, the room arrangements are like on the ship? Um... <clears throat> Sure. Um, I know there's a captain's quarters. Does anyone else have private rooms? Uh, each of the officers do. So all of us, uh, and you do as well. Okay. Uh, the rest of the crew bunks in a common room, uh, and then there's uh, there's in theory four passenger rooms. Though uh, you're probably using one of them for yourself. Yes. Okay. Uh, Shivani is going to go down to her room for a moment. Portion uh, out. Portion? Portion out. You said it like my dad would say it. Portion? 
Parsing out the dinner and wash up. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, portion out 25 gold worth of gold dust and cast Arcane Lock on her bag of holding. All right. Uh, do you uh, set a password or? I do. All right. You can text it to me if you would like. I know you're not worried about these guys, but. Um, all right. Uh, so, um, you guys take some time to clean up, recover from your ordeal. Uh, as uh, you're casting our kinlock, and um, Amani, as you're rinsing the uh, blood out of your uh, green linen outfit, um, uh. A, uh, a Vivian, who not you know, your crew member Vivian, but the uh, uh, apprentice Vivian, uh, kind of comes up to where you're at uh, and says, "Oh my!" Uh, she says, uh, "You okay?" Teleportation is dumb. <laughs> she considers that for a second and says, "The less I know about this, the better." Um, she says, uh, "Sahar." Uh, would like to meet with you privately. He says, if you've got the time. Uh, well, what time is it? <laughs> oh, it's like noon. Okay. Well, we have to go to a thing at like five. Uh, she says that that shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Um, I will uh, wave at Una. I assume, are you, who's up on the deck, I guess? I'm on the deck. Uh, Tiff's back to her book. Uh, I wave. I'll be back. All right. Uh, don't do something I would do. Have fun <laughs> splitting the party. <laughs> Went well last time. <laughs> Went well last time. All right. Um, while she does that, is there anything else anybody else wants to do? Yeah. With you guys' uh, I'm going to five hours of downtime. Work out some uh, anxiety and try to get uh, tip to like throw magic missiles at me or something in order to like do some combat training on the deck. She's like, you realize that they strike unerringly, right? Like you can't dodge them. It's cool. It's cool. I can do it. <laughs> tracks. One hundred percent. This tracks. <laughs> she one hundred percent believable. She lobs some magic missiles at you, uh, and despite. Your efforts, like you're unable to dodge them. It's cool. It's cool. Next time. Next time. <laughs> uh, she stops and she says, uh, "I know, like I'm your employee, and this is I really have to do what you say." She says, "But uh, are you okay?" Yeah, I'm fine. We can use another spell. She says, "Uh, oh, okay." Only thing I fought in a while, but some drunk bandits, so I'm a little. Um, yeah, uh, she says, um, she says, uh, do you have a spell in mind or do you want me just to surprise you? Yeah, surprise me. That'd be great. Uh, she says, okay, um, let me think about this for a second. Uh, and she's going to... I kind of thought this would be like a throwaway thing, but okay. <laughs> uh... She uh, launches a uh, whip made of lightning at you uh, and then tries to uh, drag you onto your 
uh, ass. Mm -hmm. okay. So I need you to make yeah. a strength save. Ooh, I'm good at that. Ooh, I'm really good at those. Um, that is 26. Uh, you're, she, she's unable to budge you. Uh, that you take the, you take the damage. How much damage? Uh, let's find out. Uh, eight points. Okie dokie. She says, oh, you okay? Yeah, cool. What was that? Uh, she says it's uh, just a lightning lure. It's a you throw lightning at somebody and you drag them to you. Nice. I didn't do that though. I just stood there. Hmm. Well, you're really strong. That's right, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Barbarian fishing for compliments. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my book if that's okay. All right. And Una just wanders off. Uh, Yen, what are you doing? Do I have enough time to rest before the, yeah. the big... Uh... Like a short rest. Okay. Well, Not a long rest. I will short rest then. Okay. Uh, and Shivani, you're working on... What are you doing, Shivani? You've arcane locked something, but what are you going to do for the... Five hours. That is a good question. Uh, Shivani is going to wander back to the marketplace and look for a bookstore and try and find okay. some, some good books. Yeah, you find a bookstore. Uh, you find uh, uh, Drop a few gold pieces and you find um, a nice selection of nonfiction and fiction. She'll need things to read on the boat. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I also took a short rest. Um, yelled up nine points. So I'm overfull. Just in case this guy turns out to be a murderer. Okay. Uh, when you take a short rest... Um, oh, shit. Uh, I'm assuming that part of your short rest is like some sort of meditation? Or... Yeah. Like the whole short rest. Mm -hmm. So you... Um, you meditate... Uh, okay. And, and just in your agitated state, like, I don't know, you, you, you uh, kind of fall deep into this meditation. Uh, and as you open your eyes, you find yourself standing uh, kind of on this long, uh, just this long bridge that extends over a formless ocean. Maybe like, look around. This is weird. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you're looking around, you hear the sound of a falcon screeching. I look up. Uh, like, as you look up, kind of towards where the sun is, uh, just kind of like eclipsed by the sun, but then growing bigger, you see this large falcon descending towards you. And he kind of... I don't go backwards, but I kind of lean back and shield my eyes against the sun. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the falcon uh, drops uh, onto the bridge in front of you mm -hmm. and stares at you. Uh, you recognize it as what you perceive uh, your god a not to be. Alright, then I go into deep bow. 
You go, um, the falcon bows at you. Nice. Wait. Um, uh, you hear a voice coming from all around you that says, uh, you are far from home, Wanderer. Yes. Yeah, I am. She says, but your prayers still reach me. I was worried that they didn't. She says, uh, no matter where you are, I can hear them. Good. She says, uh, you have been a good student. And nod. Respect, uh, respectful nod, not like a, yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says, uh, but you are a student no longer. She says, swear to me, swear to me your fealty. Always. She says, you must say it out loud. I swear. Um, what do you swear? I feel tea. <laughs> I'm not the brightest. <laughs> she says, swear to uphold the ideals that I've instilled in you. I swear to uphold all the ideals that you have instilled in me. She says, um, you, have much to, you have much to learn and much more distance to go. She said, but she, uh, she flaps her wings in kind of a big burst into the air and she grabs your arms, oh, <clears throat> lifts you into the air. It's scary. <laughs> she says, um, but know this, that no matter how far you go, you do not go alone. And uh, you awaken. And as you look down at your arms, kind of where her talons were grasping you, the, uh, the kind of black tribal tattoos that had been there since you were a young child uh, have changed color and now faintly glow with a golden light. Hmm. Fancy. It's pretty cool. Not the golden glow. <laughs> and then the glow fades slightly, you know, like the light, but it's still golden and, and it's still, you know, whenever you use your new powers, will kind of re. <clears throat> All right. Amani. Yes. Uh, you head back to the austere ossuary um, as you walk past Mina uh, she nods at you courteously uh, and you and Vivian head down in the darkness no torch this time uh, both of you seem familiar uh, follow the familiar path you took the time before uh, and end up uh, near the relic of Almont where Sahara is waiting hello she nods. She says, hello. She says, um, 
I appreciate you coming. Uh, I owe you a bit of an apology, Imani. Oh, really? She says, I feel like I may have been a bit brusque the other, yesterday. Uh, she says, I'm not used to having visitors aside from Vivian here. And, um, well, to put it bluntly, she says, your companions uh, frayed at my senses. That's fair. She says, it was a lot. Uh, and I don't feel like... I don't feel like we had a chance to really connect. Well, I'm here now. She says, she says, you, the gate you spoke of, she says, in your home. Mm -hmm. She says, um, what is, you, you said something about not mother and daughter, she says, is it a lineage thing for you there? Yeah. Yeah, um, every mother has, at least one daughter and every daughter plans to have the next and every mother walks through the gate keep it closed she says and how did how did your order start what we don't know the exact details really we just have word of mouth left over from before what do we call it the calamity yeah the, the calamity before the calamity um as far as our um i'm trying to remember my backstory you sprung this on me yo that's all right <laughs> um as far as our tradition goes um there was a long-standing war and I literally forgot what I wrote down. That's all right. You, you, you can just say I explain a little bit more. About I explain how there was a princess and she stopped a war mm -hmm. via using the gate somehow. And now we sacrifice ourselves to it. Hmm. I don't remember whether the gate was the enemy. I think the gate was the enemy. Mm -hmm. And we fought it out. She says, um, it, we are in a unique situation here. She says, our, we believe that our gate was created, and all the gates were created by Almont, the god of the underworld, she says, but um, as far as we can tell, we are alone in thinking this. She says, you ask if I had doubts? And I said, of course I do. She says, it's one of the reasons that we, we look for Almont, she says. I, I know not what I would do if I found him, but hopefully we get answers behind all this. She says, that's... In a way, it's similar, though. You're looking on that side of the gate, mm -hmm. and my family looks on this side of the gate for a way to close it. She says, and I've noticed this, too, this pattern among all the other gates. There's always one to guard it and one that's seeking it, seeking answers. She says, I, 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 I don't believe this can be a coincidence, she says. According to our tradition, there's a key. There's a key that will shut it She says, and in our tradition, only Almat can close it, so. <sighs> she says, anyway, the, the big thing I wanted to do for you, she says, is I was a little dismayed to hear that you've never been through. Yeah, never really something that we considered 
seeing as anything that comes through the gate, we kill mm -hmm. without remorse or question. Um, she concentrates for a second, and the ring around the relic uh, starts to spin slowly. And she says, um, perhaps you'll... Uh, Perhaps you'll come with me for just a few moments. She says, I feel like there are things that you won't understand unless you see them. Um. She says, I promise you it's perfectly safe. We won't stray far from the other side. All right. I'll follow her. She says, Vivian, just in case. Vivian nods and goes over to a wall and pulls out like a kind of a long halberd uh, and stands guard outside the relic. Do your people <clears throat> train to kill? She nods. She says, well, we, by necessity, she says, sometimes the undead do make their way through. That's kind of hot. Good. <laughs> uh, she pulls out her holy symbol of Almat, holds it in her hand, and she says, if you'll follow me. And she walks uh, through the center of the relic and disappears. I walk through as well. All right. You find yourself in a gray-tinted world um, these, uh, with a, a, a preternaturally black sky and these low groans and moans that just sort of reverberate throughout the plane. Uh, I come through armed. <laughs> yeah. Just these sort of... Uh, these sort of sub-bass sounds that just kind of echo. Uh, Do not like. Uh -huh. uh, that said, though, you find yourself standing in front of what appears to be a column of white light that ascends into the sky. Um, you're standing on what appears to be uh, the apex of a ziggurat mm. uh, that has been constructed under this portal. Um, so the portal's like in the sky-ish? Uh, the portal's like, like uh, yeah, you're probably like, you're where you're standing. The portal's at where you're standing, but where you're standing is probably 100 feet above the ground. Cool. Does uh, it look like the ziggurat was built so that people could enter and exit the portal? Um, or that the portal was open at the top of the ziggurat? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, the portal is definitely at the exact top of the ziggurat. Um, and Sahar says, uh, uh, this, she says, this is the underworld. Uh, she says, um, and she kind of gestures at the column of light. She says, uh, this beacon, she says, marks each of the gates that lead back to our plane. Hmm. Have you been through other portals? They all have this beacon? She says, I've been through some of them, yes. Um... She says all of the all of the portals she says are connected to structures. She says these portals cannot have been accidental. She says this ziggurat, she says, we didn't build it. Okay. And then she kind of points uh, off uh, not too far in the distance. Um, you see movement at first that looks like a wave or a ripple in water, but what you realize is, is it's actually just tens of thousands of undead creatures shambling in a sort of uh, murmuration, like a starling. Um, 
Well, that's a bunch of not okay. She says, um, their number <laughs> increases every time we come through. Hmm. She says, how long, like every single time or since the last time the gates erupted? Every single time. She says, I think they're, we think they're the dead. We think this is where they go. I don't like it. <laughs> um, um, she says, and there's one more thing. She says, come with me real quick. Uh, and uh, she kind of turns away from where the uh, memoration of the dead are. Uh, and behind you, uh, there is like a little outcropping in the ziggurat. She says, um, you'll come with me into the ziggurat, really. She says, not for, not for very long. Okay. Is the horde of dead moving closer to us? No, they don't seem to be moving like towards you. They just seem to be moving. It's, it, it's like, it's almost like they kind of, almost like a cloud or like water. They just kind of ripple around. They don't, they don't seem to have any aim or focus. Weird. Um, and so she leads you down the steps of the ziggurat uh, into this, um, into this uh, kind of carved out inner, inside room. Uh, and before you is, um, uh, in this gray room, uh, there is a, a small pedestal upon which sits a bowl of water. She okay. says, um, you may have noticed my eyes. She says, uh, I, I used to have normal eyes, she says, as part of our, when every, every apprentice joins, she says, we take a drink from that water and uh, well, it unlocks something in each of us. It's different for all of us, but um, she says, that's how I was able to tell that you were touched by what you call a gate. Hmm. So this gives you what our lineage gives us. She nods. Um, she says, if you wish, you may drink from it. Hmm. I walk closer to it. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else around or is that the only thing in the room? It's the only thing in the room. I smell it. S smells like nothing, like water. Actually, there's like a bit of a petrichor smell, like that kind of uh, just the smell of water, like on a on a warm day. Mm-hmm. And drinking this, it, does it have religious connotations? Do you, do you swear to your God or anything here? She shakes her head. No, she says, um, she says it's just something that enhances our connection to the relic. She says, and it's different for everyone. Well, after a couple more minutes, I, uh, I'll go ahead and take a sip. All right. You 
you dip your hands into the water and kind of cups a, a, a little mouthful up and drink it. It's cool and refreshing. Uh, and you just sort of, as you drink it, you just sort of feel um, almost a lightness in your being um, before you just sort of feel almost like these kind of um, weights being lifted from your senses. Like you feel a little more connected to the world around you in ways that you can't, you didn't feel before and couldn't put in the words in any sort of uh, physical uh, sense. Interesting. She says, well, uh, she says, we shouldn't venture too far from the ziggurat. She says, we don't want to get, well, caught up in the sea. And she says, we haven't done the necessary preparations and rituals to actually do any exploration of the Shadowfell, or the underworld. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I don't like this place at all. I want <laughs> to end she says, everything here. She says it's an abhorrent, unnatural place. Yeah. On that, we can agree. All right. So she leads you back out of the ziggurat and to the top uh, and then walks into the white light and disappears. I take one look back at the uh, swarm and uh, I'll also walk through. All right. Uh, you feel the, uh, the, the oppressive weight of the atmosphere give way to the normal, uh, back to the normal material plane. Mm-hmm. And you didn't even you didn't even realize how much it had been weighing down on you until you you had it off your back. Uh, the the weight of the underworld. Just the weight of like that atmosphere. It's an exclamation. Not really like, excited. Like, <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> you have a butt too, don't you, baby? <laughs> All right. So. So it was the weight of the underworld. I'm sorry, the cat, but really, it's just, just sort of the weight of that like atmosphere. You, it was actually, it was like tangibly almost pushing down on you. Okay. Yeah. Not a good place. Mm-mm. Not approved. All right. She says, "Well, um, you're always welcome to stop by any time." She says. Uh, any assistance or sucker we can give you, we'll do our best to provide. And if you've learned anything new, please let us know. I will do so. All right. Out of curiosity, how long did that take? Time flow weird? Uh, not in the shadow belt. That was normal. It's the, uh, it's the uh, Feywild that you got to be careful about. <laughs> That's right. All right, cool. Well, um, I think I'll chit chat for a little bit and then uh, head back to the boat for a short rest. All right. Uh, is there anything anybody else wants to do before five? Um, I do have a question. Yes. What die do I use for hit die now? The, uh, you can choose. Um, you've got uh, six D10s and one D8 you can use. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you did take a leveling cleric. Is that it? No. Oh, something else. <laughs> High wisdom, so. <clears throat> Druid? Yeah. You guys will have to wait to find out. I don't even know yet. 
Something weird just happened, all right? <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah, you know, you chose it. Do you add anything to your hit die? Con mod. Con mod. You're con. You're con? Yeah, okay. so plus three. So. All right. Um, all right, so you uh, rest up. Uh, you spend your hit dice, uh, get some clean clothes. Um, and uh, at 5 p.m., find yourself in front of the Minaret of Mystery. Which I've uh, marked on your map. Um, so, you uh, head up, you head down this alley in front of this giant square building that um, is like uh, probably like six or seven stories. So tower is above like most of these buildings. Hmm. Uh, and as you guys approach the door, the doors open. Uh, is there a person there? Uh, you, uh, you see uh, one of those people with like the purple outfits and the white masks. And they uh, bow at you. Uh, and then kind of gesture inwards. Yeah, it's much less creepy when there's a person there. <laughs> you enter? You enter. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. Uh, they, uh, uh... Oh, um, Una's in her normal clothes just to, like, put on the badass vibes. Even okay. though it's warm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you find yourself in a uh, kind of large parlor. Um, uh, there are what looks to be 10 doors that go off of this room all shut. Um, and the uh, person kind of leads you over to a door uh, in the far wall, uh, opens it up and gestures inside. It's a small... Uh, 10 foot by 10 foot room with nothing in it. <laughs> right. Okay. Giovanni goes in. Una's trying to cross his arms. <laughs> I nudge Una. We don't know what their intentions are. You're being murdered. Please come into the room. We you go in there and they can gas us. I, okay. I don't think they're going to gas us. Would you rather all three of us leave you out here? Or would you rather... Fine, fine. I go in. I'm like, we need gas. I'm going to haunt you. I'll tell you I told you so. <laughs> all right. The person shuts the door from the outside. Uh, and you all are just standing here in this 10 foot by 10 foot room and then the door reopens uh, and you guys find yourself um, in front of you there is a large room, much larger than the minaret would imply could exist in it. Um, uh, and there is a table in the center of it, four chairs on one side. On the other side you see um, uh, seven, seven chairs, each of which has one of those people with the purple robes and the white masks. Uh, uh, there is a uh, kind of on the wall behind it, you see uh, like a um, three mounted heads of like uh, not uh, animal animal heads, animal heads. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you see uh, what looks to be a stag head, a lion's head, uh, and a bear's head. 
I was like, I told you we don't go in the room. <laughs> uh, and then the ceiling itself is painted this kind of like blue and purple uh, nighttime sky color. And there's little shining like twinkling lights in the ceiling. Wow. <clears throat> Chris. Very dramatic. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <clears throat> um, all seven people at once say, uh, please have a seat. Their voice is kind of harmonizing and echoing with each other in unison. Okay, we're back to creepy. Shivani will enter and have a seat. I'll go ahead and sit down too. I'll follow. I enter. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the voices just says, um, so you are the crew of the Dragon's Fury. Is that the name we came into town with? Nope. It is not. <coughs> Another voice says, don't play coy. And then all voices together say, we know. Then you are? Forgive us, we are just a little curious as to how you know that name. Um... Uh, one of the one of them says, "We'll reveal that in due time." And another one says, "But first, we must know what did you do with Captain Thora?" She was captured by the Kamenova Empire. We owe her our lives, and we intend to rescue her. We are nowhere near strong enough to take on the Kamenova Empire. That reminds me of something I thought of earlier. I'll tell you guys later. And another voice says, and what of Kaldahinder, that beautiful dragon? Sadly, he was slain by the Kaminovans. They killed him to get to her. Well, they had her and he went after her. No, other way around. You were right the first time. Oh, yeah. They, they was hunting and they got him. Then she came after them. Uh, all the voices in unison say, this is distressing news. Yeah, imagine them doing it. Happen. Quite. We attempted a rescue, the two of them already. It had, um, it did not go well for us, unfortunately. Nah. And please introduce yourselves. Who are you now that are commanding the Fury? I... Oh. Sorry, I thought you just knew everything. Oh, no. I may be enigmatic, but I am not omniscient. Otherwise, why would I call you in here at all? (laughs) I am Lady Shivani Chamaktara. They all nod in unison. Uh, I am Imani. They nod. Well, do you want to go next, or do you want me to? I, I, I don't know. I, I was waiting. I keep waiting, and this one starts. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm Kabuna Vokari. And you are the captain, yes. Yeah. <laughs> By acclamation. <laughs> and uh, my name is Yinfir. Yinfir Vezkorn. <laughs> Excuse me. And they, um, one of them says, and the flag you fly, we do not recognize it. 
This is the flag of the under nation where we hail from. Under nation, they all say in unison. Where is that? We've been stuck under the Karmanova Empire for a couple of centuries, and we're just now finding our feet. So you are no fans of the Karmanova Empire, is what I'm picking up from this conversation. No, 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 no. Um, we were part of an exploration and, and survey mission that left the under nation and ventured out for the first time in many decades. We found ourselves confronted by the Kamenova Empire who were, without cause, I feel quite hostile towards mm. our, our presence. Yeah, so, we didn't even do anything. No, we are, we are not on friendly terms with them at the moment. Um, one of the voices say, uh, it is sad when the children must pay for the sins of the father. What? Another voice says, yes, the Carmenovans bear no, uh, the Carmenovan empress bears no uh, favor towards humans, else, dwarfs, and the such. Oh, she made that abundantly clear. Another one says, oh, you've met her. Well, very much. Another one says, that's very fascinating. Please, what is she like? Well, she's a lot of racist, as you've said. Quite dishonest. Mm-hmm. Dis- a lot of mind games. Also, we don't think she's a goblin. Oh, yeah. Shavaya thinks she's a dragon. Uh, well, I think it's quite possible. She possesses immense arcane ability, and they claim she's lived for many hundreds of years. Yes, we've heard that rumor as well. A single empress for over 700 years. Um, In unison they say, um, but enough about that. Uh, They say, um, what brings you to Zadora? Trade and mm, curiosity. One of them says, "We appreciate curiosity. We it is told, a noble trait." We were told there was a most interesting uh, religious relic in your city beneath the ossuary. Hmm. One, they all say in unison, the relic of Amat. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them says a drawl thing connects, the, connects this plane to the underworld. Why would anyone want to go there? Giovanni's got more curiosity than sense sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, of course, the... <clears throat> the downside of curiosity is it so often comes at a cost. Uh, one of the uh, one of the head, uh, one of the uh, one of the um, silent one says, um, "So, have you smuggled anything into our city?" Oh no, <laughs> that's what this conversation is about. 
We haven't, haven't we? I didn't no, no I don't think we're advanced enough yet to have even thought of smuggling shit in. Well, I they mean, told us we could be smugglers, and we're like, no, we're good. I'm, I'm very good. I'm a good person. True. I mean, we didn't bother because we knew we could make money honestly, so, no. Yeah. It seemed like a lot of trouble, and we don't even need money that much anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more of a hobby. It is. We had a boat. We didn't really know what to do with it. So we decided to use it for a while. Olives, olive oils, almonds. Yeah. That said, is there anything... Can I insight, though? What's that? Can I roll insight? Yeah. Can I as well? Sure. I kind of forgot that's a thing I can do. I know, right? Forgot how to play the game! <laughs> play the game. Uh, also, it's going to be at disadvantage because it's such oh, a... Oh, no. Seven, seven different people are doing the... I rolled really fucking good on my first one. 17 is my lowest. Okay. Damn, girl. That was my highest. I got a 13. Okay. Um... You have no idea what the fuck this person wants, what their, what their, yeah, what their desires are, uh, but you don't get a sense of malevolence from them. You don't get the idea that they're picking on you or anything like that. They seem okay. genuinely curious by your presence. Okay, cool. Um. Uh, Shivani, you said you wanted to know if you could smuggle anything for us. Though, seeing as you are the, the ruler of the city, I don't know that smuggling is really the correct term. Hmm. But if we can be of any assistance, or do you have... Uh... Uh, well, it's funny you should ask. Another voice says, yes, funny, indeed. Uh, they all say together, we sometimes contract Thora. Uh, one of them says, however, I don't think you wish to go where we were smuggling things to. Government of the Empire? They nod. Do it. I think that's a trip we're only going to make one more time. Mm-hmm. Preferably. Mm, a shame. We were smuggling... I was smuggling a dangerous weapon into the Carmanova Empire. What's that? Knowledge. Exactly, yes. Oh, cool! She says, um, or they say, uh, books. I get one right every once in a while. Books, forbidden books. Not everybody in the Carmenova Empire shares the Empress's disdain for the other races. Uh, they say, um... Do not mistake the fascist rantings of their leader as the truth of every person living there. There is a, a resistance fomenting. One that would see open borders and the end of these racially based hostilities. They are racist, aren't they? Hmm. Well, that's quite promising to hear, actually. Certainly something, certainly an idea we can get behind. Mm -hmm. (coughs) 
um, uh, they say we've had um we've had Thora smuggling into the city of crimson flowers for some time now. If it's not a trip you you will be making, that is fine. We bear you no ill will. Well, we appreciate that. You look like you have a thought, Una. It's it's probably a real, real bad thought. And I'll probably get in trouble for saying it. Never mind. Ooh, the best kind of thoughts. No, no, please do not stop. Well, so I went shopping today. And I bought this helmet. And it can take you places you've been. And the captain's in a place where we've been. Oh. So we could maybe sneak and grab her and bring her back and she can do your 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 stuff for you? I mean I can't. And why can't you, Luna? Because I'm cursed. I mean, not really curse. It's it's a slight, it's a short term for it. Uh, they all say we did not detect any curses on you when you came in. I got, I got really wished into not teleporting anywhere because apparently this guy's really bad at making wishes. <laughs> oh, a wish, a wish, never wish. <laughs> it is not a wishing. Is the uh, the pro uh, the province of fools. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was that was just what I was thinking. Sometimes when I think, you can see it on my face. Mm-hmm. It's hard. <laughs> um. Laha says, "Well." <clears throat> Where is Thora being held? In the big city building? The tower? In the Empress's castle. Don't know that we ever learned the name for it, but it is the impressive tower in the city of Crimson Flowers. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if we learned the name for it or if, if I forgot or if we never knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, looking back in my notes. <laughs> uh, I feel like we were told. But... Um, just the spire. Just called the spire. Okay. Uh, anywho, um, and was there any sort of anti-teleportation magics in the room? Oh no, I can teleport. Not as, yeah, not as far as we do. Uh, from what I recall, there was some warding magic on the exits. Not sure if it was anti teleportation or not. Yeah, it didn't like legs as long as there are people legs. 
We will recover Thora for you. In exchange, oh. exchange for the helm. Oh. Um, for, for, for permanence? They, they all nod. They say, it'll be much easier to smuggle into the country if we can teleport in and out every day. I can't do that. You can. You can always try and find another means of teleportation. We are we are trying to get a sending stone to our friend's children to her family so she can be connected with them again. That's why we bought it. That's the whole reason we got the thing. You don't know anyone who's been to Cedrus, have you? <laughs> I I've been. Where? Um, she says, in the in the ruined capital that fell after Morad fell. How far is that from where I'm from? Not far. Maybe like a half day's journey. Might be able to work something out. We've got four days. Do you... You make an interesting trade. The helmet... And I'll send a sending stone to your sujerus. Okay. And in exchange, I'll br- bring back Thora for you. Do you want to turn out glasses over at Giovanni? I think that's a very generous offer. Mm-hmm. I talked to it too, but I wasn't sure if it's prison, not the brightest. <laughs> I wasn't we kidding. All, I was serious. We all win in this deal, I think. Okay. Um, perhaps we should <laughs> check on it. I uh, pulled out my hand. Una, roll me a perception check. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, nice. Duncan. 19. Uh, as Lahaz says that, you notice something very peculiar. What? The lion head on the wall winks at you. I stand up and push my chair back. Uh, and my hand goes to my weapons. Uh, the lion head, all of you see this, uh, disappears from the wall. And padding through the wall as if it weren't there, because in fact it is not, uh, you see a seven-foot-tall um, lion with wings. What? Can I do a nature slash arcana slash... Uh, you can roll me an arcana check. <laughs> Something about this situation <laughs> stinks. Fifteen? <Yeah. laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a sphinx. You've heard a tale of these creatures. What the fuck is this? I know, I mean, I know it's a sphinx, but what the fuck is the situation? <laughs> um, Lahaz, the real Lahaz, uh, the, uh, the seven purple people with the masks kind of get up and walk out of the room. 
<clears throat> it's telling Dario we are guys. Uh, looks at you and says, um, <laughs> we're gonna, if we're going to conduct a deal such as this, I feel like it is best that you see maybe me as I truly am. We are honored that you would present yourself to us as, as, as in such a form. I'm still confused about what's going on. I am Lahaz, the inscrutable, the enigmatic. Okay. And the wall That's, was never a wall? Was it, it was an illusion, Una. Okay. You all are lucky. Not many have seen my true form. And word of it, best not escape this room. No, no, of course not. But I certainly understand now why everyone gets out of the way of the little purple people in their, in their mask. Well, that's just respectful, I feel. <laughs> With good reason. <laughs> Guys, it's never good when we trust cat people. <laughs> 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 Now, now I'm wondering about this. Uh, they, say, they say, like you, I'm trying to build a better world, Una. Uh-huh. A less hateful world. I didn't think that. You seem like good people. Your cause is true. And the Sphinx lifts a paw towards you and says, so do we have a deal? Uh, remembering what Giovanni just said, I reach over and I shake the paw. Uh, the paw, by the way, like dwarfs your hand. It's like you're almost like a, like a child putting their hand. Like then a, I let the paw shake my hand. <laughs> and then the paw just <laughs> shakes it. <clears throat> well, everyone, I look forward would hopefully will be a long and fruitful relationship. That's <laughs> Now, if you will, the helm. I can see that it has no charges left, but... Oh, yeah. We just used it today. It'll, it'll get better tomorrow. Hmm. I know. Okay. I know. I know. Yeah, you know. You know all the stuff. Uh, they kind of look and eye each of you, and they say, um, well, is there anything you'd ask of me? I feel you've been quite generous with this already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well... Keep up the keep up the good work and um, behave in my city. Of course. Should we expect the captain's return tomorrow then? Well, uh, these sort of objects can take up to three days to recharge to their full potential. So uh, we'll need at least two of those, at least two charges. So tomorrow or the day after, we'll see how it goes. As for, as for your sending a stone. Mm -hmm. um, you want it? Is that what I'm getting? Yes. I pull it out and I hand it to him. Don't forget the bracelets. 
Um, yeah, do you need the bracelet? I have a hunch that they won't question my authority in this matter. <laughs> okay. Where exactly does your tribe? I describe the direction from the capital and kind of what the town looks like and stuff. Yes, yes, okay. Well, if you'll excuse me, and uh, disappear. That went well. That went extraordinarily well. Surprisingly so, yes. Um, so what do you do? They're gone here for a few minutes. <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, kind of stare at them. So, um, the Sphinx is just gone, right? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, so basically we need to GTFO? Yeah, are they planning on coming back? Or? You have no idea, they didn't really say anything. <laughs> Could I insight check on the, what they said? <laughs> insight check the world! <laughs> I haven't really been dismissed. I felt um, I'm, I'm guessing if, if they need us to come back, they'll let us know. They know where to find us. Raise your hand if you felt dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, then. I guess we go back into the room that we came in through. Maybe we leave a note and say we felt like we were dismissed, but if we weren't, you can always just call us and we'll come back. You do have a sending stone, and he, he has the other one. Or we can hang out and see if the stag and the bear want to talk to us. Hey, uh, it's Una. Were we dismissed? We can't come to an agreement on that. <laughs> patience. Oh, they just said patience. I don't know what they mean. I think that means we stay here and wait. Okay. I sit back down. Message uh, received. Another five, maybe ten minutes pass. As you guys awkwardly sit here, uh, though after five minutes, um, one of those purple-clad um, people come in and set down some like uh, tea and snacks. Ooh, various things. Una digs in. Um, and another ten minutes later, uh, after the tea and snacks are gone, um, there is suddenly a sphinx standing in the room. Ah, abrupt. Um. There's actually, I can't like be surprised, of, so. there's actually just like a little bit of dried blood like on its shoulder. Holy crap. And they uh, <laughs> kind of laugh as they walk over and they say, your people are quite spirited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no fear in them. <laughs> um, yeah, sounds like home. And, and they say, uh, three, two, one... And then your sending stone just crackles life and you hear a voice say, Mom? Whose voice is that? It's the voice of your oldest. I kind of look at my kind of That's actually where we're going to cut <laughs> today. Aww. So. But yay! Merciful DM. <laughs> What's that? The merciful DM. <laughs> <laughs> Six, it me almost fell into my friend's character. 
Huh. I didn't almost do. I mean, that no, was, I said it only took me almost killing two oh, of my friends here. <laughs> I thought you said it almost took, only took you. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I heard too. She's like, you're like, she's gonna do a bunch of stupid shit. <laughs> I give her something. <laughs> I mean, I had that. I mean, I had the Lahaz conversation kind of scripted out. At least part of what the points were going to be before you did the teleportation accident. So it's just luck that you got a merciful bow on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. take, take us out, Dime Store Siri.